their offensive line, nicknamed the Hogs by line coach Joe Bugle, began to control the tempo of the game with a play called 50 Gut. Joe Jacoby and Russ Grimm, the two Hogs that time with the big blocks. John Riggins, the diesel getting warm. Drag up that diesel. Oh, um, um, um. Let's go diesel. Um. Good afternoon and welcome to another 50 Gut Blog Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Paul Williams, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Corey and Cliff. Guys, how's it going? <sighs> uh, well, just another miserable Monday. No other way to put it for you. Miserable. A miserable Defeating. Monday? The most miserable Monday that I can remember in quite some time, if I'm being honest. Are you sure about that? Yeah, man. <laughs> nah, today's sure. nah, this yesterday's is worse than the day after the Giants game. It, it's 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 right there next to the Giants game. You guys think this is right next to when we lost at home and had our playoff hopes ended by our division rivals in a game <laughs> which they didn't need to win, and we scored ten points <laughs> on New Year's Day. You think this is worse than that? Yes, it is. And, and here's why I say that. As much as we had so much to play for going into that Week 17 game last year, I so could, much, envi- I could envision us yeah, we had losing everything to, play to the Giants because we only lose to the Giants. But being up 15 with less than six minutes left. Matter of fact, let me give you guys this stat. Hmm. That's all on Twitter today. This is how improbable the win was yesterday for the Saints. In their franchise history, 234 times they've entered the fourth quarter, or they've been in a 14-point hole at some point in the fourth quarter. In those games, before yesterday, 0-233-1. That's how probable the win was yesterday for them. Paul, when we got up two scores, you sat in your basement the whole time worried they were going to come back. Anyways, okay? First words was, they got Drew Brees. They got Drew Brees. That's all you kept saying. Okay. New Year's Day, because we all went to that game. Mm. We lost to the Giants <laughs> at home. With everything to, to miss play out for. on the playoffs. Yep. This is worse than that? Is it worse in the grand scheme of the franchise? No, it's not worse. But it's a more jarring loss to me. Because I could envision us losing to a Giants team with nothing to play for. Because you knew they were going to play their starters. I think Paul's just saying that, Cliff, just with a simple fact that we were up two possessions, including a two-point conversion with under six minutes ago. And the way the game was going, you couldn't have imagined that we would have lost that game. Jeremy Sprinkle Giants scored game. with five minutes and 59 seconds left. You blew yes. a 15-point lead, really in, in like four minutes, because Cousins got the ball back tied with a minute five. That means he scored yeah. 15 points in like three minutes. Drew Brees. He scored two touchdowns in three minutes. He didn't have a pass. Whatever. Listen. Okay, this team loses so much. I don't know why you people get so devastated from these losses. We lose in every single type of way. Every single type. We've had the most embarrassing losses you can remember on Monday Night Football. Monday Night Massacre. Monday Night Massacre. The Swinging Gate. The Swinging Gate. (laughs) We had a player pass away. Our coach then decided to call back-to-back timeouts at the end of that game. Mm. Didn't we lose that game too? Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. We did. Guys, All right, peace. Like we, I don't know. 
I, I don't get devastated over these things anymore. Because this team is it's a losing franchise. This is what they do. Well, maybe because for the first 54 minutes, we actually looked like a damn good football team, Cliff. We did. And, and then all hell broke loose in under six minutes. It was just one of those things, man. Yeah, if, but it seems like one of those things only happens to us. Like, we're never on the winning end of one of these games. Ever. You want to talk to the Falcons fans? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you know what what's saying? funny? I saw a Falcons logo with the Skins logo inside of it today. Like, damn. Yeah, I saw it. Was on, it was on NFL memes. I was like, oh, my God. They're comparing us to them. I, I mean, because they had it way worse than us. I mean, that obviously, was that's Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, yeah, that's completely so, different. Look, it sucks because we – a lot of us didn't expect to win this game, and then we're up two touchdowns with five minutes, a little over five minutes left. Mm-hmm. But like I told you guys after the game, better the Saints end our playoff hopes <laughs> than the Giants or Cowboys. <laughs> I don't give a damn how we lost. <laughs> I don't want Thursday night to be when our playoff hopes end because we lose to a 2-9 and nine team. And I damn for sure don't want Cowboys fans ending our playoff hopes. Yeah, that would, that so, would, be, that would have been pretty bad. Pretty I didn't bad. anticipate us making the playoffs. So I'm cool with the fact that the Saints ended it. It sucks how it happened. I'm, well, they... like, I'm like Sean McDermott <laughs> when they asked him about why he, you know, did he regret. I don't regret it. I regret, I regret the result. I don't regret that we lost. I regret that we lost the way we did. I mean, I understand you're saying the season's over, but we're not mathematically eliminated yet. Please. There's still a 7%. There's a 7% chance we can pull this off, man. You never know. Yes, uh, we're, no, we're not I, mathematically I eliminated, not. just practically and logically and virtually. And now all those. We're, now things. we're emotionally eliminated. Right? Absolutely. Because, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be tough. Yes, the Saints did in a way, end of our season yesterday, but we knew that we needed to win six or seven. Now you're looking at a situation where if there's any fans out there just holding on to a, like a glimmer of hope, you got to win six straight. And this same team is going to win six straight. I said that in the last podcast. I'm saying it now. This team is not going to win six straight. I'll eat my hat if they do. Just losing like that when you thought, because remember, we were in the basement. We're like, we're going to be five and five. We can get this win over the Giants in four days. Six or five when you're back. Right in the thick of things, and it's just mm-hmm. like that is evaporated. Lead gone, season gone, gone. And, and it's just like as a Redskins fan, it is just gut wrenching. It's it just like devastating. You get your hopes up, and you they only give you enough to let you get your hopes up when you have every reason to assume a loss. You get your hopes up, and they just it's like a gut punch. Well, kind of like Cliff said, man, we should be used to this shit. Right. Same old Redskins, same old situation. Whether it doesn't matter how we lose, we always find a way to lose. If it wasn't going to be today, to yesterday, they would have just done it another day. It would have been Thursday. So you're right. It probably would have been worse. And that would have sucked mm-hmm. even worse. Yep. So you know what? Good. You got it out the way. I can now go to Thursday's game in peace. I don't have to worry about whether we win or lose. Just get sauced. Just enjoy my <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner in 30-degree weather. <laughs> and frankly, could be completely indifferent to the result of the game. That's the spirit. <laughs> that is just, no, that is the spirit. I know my team. Yeah, man. You guys keep giving this team. You know, you got they. They talk you guys into hope. They don't convince me of hope. Cliff, you know we're diehards, man. We can't help it. We try I to figure out they... every way possible for this team to get over the mountain, and they crush us every November or December. Well, look, like I said, would you rather it was yesterday? 
or week 17 again? Don't we play the Giants last game of the season again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Would you rather <laughs> did, did you do you want that to happen again? Because who actually believes that, that wouldn't happen again? <sighs> so in the, words, in the words of my friend Paul, bruh. <laughs> just saying. I like I I'm used to this team disappointing me in the I end. hear you, man. So if I you had to give a quick ranking of where this loss fits in the pantheon of bad losses. You don't have to give me an exact number. Would you say top 10, top 3? I would say this is... I mean, we done seen a lot of bad losses as a Ricings fan. We've seen a lot of Mm -hmm. shit go sideways in a hurry. But I can't remember a more dejecting loss. I know that you said the Giants (laughs) lost last year. This is If this is not... It's equal to me, it's worse, personally. I I think we should run down some of those, man. Because I think it is top 10. It could easily be top five. But. That, it, this is nowhere close to the Giants' loss. No, how many Saints fans do you know, Paul? Personally, not it's many. Not just, it's not just losing the game. It's about the fact that you lose the game, and then you got to see your Giants' friends walk in the streets. Mm-hmm. Right? And even after they lose to the Packers that following week, mm-hmm. what can you say to them? They ended your season. We lost back-to-back games and missed the playoffs. Back-to-back home games and missed the playoffs last year. Paul, what's worse? That Panthers loss at home? Or that loss yesterday? <laughs> what's worse? Oh, my God. Because just lo- remember, if you, had cl- if you had clinched the Panthers game last year, you, you're in the playoffs. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't even have a pro- – like, I'm not shocked that they lost to a keekly less Panthers team last year. Cam was on – Cam came what? out and did his thing. I'm not surprised the Giants beat us at home – when we had the win to make the playoffs, we lose to the Giants all the time. Yes, so you're more surprised was, that we took an L to Drew? I, well, one, we do well versus Drew. And two, for okay, 50, we, don't, wait, no, no. For, <laughs> we do well versus Drew. And for 54 minutes, we did well versus Drew. And not just that, we did well against that run game. We did well versus Drew when the Saints weren't good. All the times we happened to have played Drew have been when they weren't good. So that's I hate that Drew Brees stat. Yeah, but would you say that Drew Brees killed us yesterday? Would you say I mean yes, he had three eighty five. But I say he killed us. He was like seventeen for his last seventeen. Or something. I was just gonna say yes. In the those last <laughs> what eight minutes of game clock, he killed us. But he wasn't was legend. Us that was day. some legendary shit. Not as a Redskins fan, but if you're just watching football, that was some legendary shit. Yes, Drew when they give Drew his gold drives. jacket, this game will be on the highlight. Right, but listen, hundred percent. The game is. The total 60 minutes. It's not like they don't stop the game after 55. Nope. Right. In the end, after 60 minutes, the game was 31 31. Mm-hmm. Whether we got up, like, we scored two back to back touchdowns pretty quickly, two at one point. So I don't even look at the game like it sucks to be blue the lead. I am not devastated because this isn't a game we expected to win in the first place. We literally let a division rival end our season on New Year's Day, Paul. And they had nothing to play for. They had nothing to play for. We scored 10 points. And our quarterback threw two awful interceptions to end that. No, this is nowhere close. That Giants game is one of the worst losses we've had in a while. So you don't think that yesterday's loss holds a candle to Week 17 last year in any way? No, no. I wouldn't say it. Now that I think about it, I, I got to go with Cliff. This is, this is just a loss. That was, the last, and that was an opportunity to clinch the playoffs. Like, you were good. This one we lost, okay, we're four and six. 
Even though we're saying we're there's no hope, there's but still were a chance we good they can last do year? something. Were we good? We what were, mean, were, we we were good? eight, six, Who and one cares? at the time we lost them. That's not really some fantastic Paul. record. Who cares? It's literally your division rival in at, a game they had nothing to play for. At but, your house. All right, let's. All right, I'm gonna, we'll, we'll end this little debate with this question. I'm gonna ask you this. Give me a yes or no answer. To these next two questions. First question. Were you surprised that the Giants came to D.C. and beat us last year? Were you surprised that it happened? In Week 17, yes. What does my surprise have to do with anything? Because I was less surprised that we lost to Week 17 versus Giants when they had nothing to play for than I was losing a 15-point lead with 5 minutes and 59 seconds to go. That's you know, See, you know what's funny, Paul? It's I, you forget that I was at that game with you. <laughs> and you guys remember that car ride back from after that game? It's pretty fucking quiet. Not a word was spoken in that car. You were <laughs> devastated. Oh, I was trying to hear that. Crushed. We lost yesterday. You were devastated that we blew the lead. Not that we lost. There's a difference. The Giants ended our season. Yeah, they we did, still man. play on Thursday, man. I see what Cliff is saying. I hear you, Cliff. Our All right, season man. was ended. We scored I, 10 points. I'm not going to lie. I was with Paul because... At first, I've been pretty fucking sick all day about this loss that we took yesterday. Fucking sick. With you. But the, <laughs> the fact that you bring that up, I mean, we had week 17, we had the opportunity to clinch a playoff berth at home. Yeah, that Saints game yesterday does not equal that Giants game. No, no. That's right. well, Painful loss. Painful we loss. Have to agree. Yes, we don't have to agree. I we agree. lost the fucking Ben McAdoo. <laughs> ben McAdoo led team. Like, come on, man. Especially when you see the Giants now. Yep. And how they've yeah. been since that game? Yep. Nah. And they had the nerve that to hop right on the boat. Enough. They hopped right on the plane to Miami for the, for the party. They weren't even worried about us. They were like, we're going to get these motherfuckers out of the way, and we're going to go to live and party up. Yep. <laughs> we scored 10 points. 10 points, bro. Mm. All right, well. Yeah. The key thesis of all this is that we are a disappointing football franchise. That's the key. Yeah. The, the main uh, thesis of this entire little discussion we've had. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's get into this game, man. Obviously, it's a tough L to take. You're four and six, and um, yesterday's loss, it, for all intents and purposes, it kind of ended your season right there. So it's it's tough to swallow all that. But um, if we're looking at the game, they played pretty well for the first fifty-five minutes or so, especially the offense. I think the offense had a really, really productive day, especially with Chris Thompson going down in the third quarter to a broken leg. We're going to miss him the rest of the year. I'm going to miss that guy. And I feel terrible for him, too. That was I, – I, I'm just I'm sick for him because he's been hurt so much in his career, and he finally had a modicum of staying healthy and being able to contribute to this team and being reliable. And on a fluke play, I mean, it was not like he was doing anything to get hurt. He just got rammed into by Kirk Cousins and Sheldon Rankins and leg just twisted up and got smashed so uh, – yeah, I'm sick for that guy. It sucks, man. But like we know, it's a it's a physical game. It, it's one of those fluke injuries, man. He he got rolled up. He was trying to help block for his quarterback. I mean, it happens. Hopefully, he gets back healthy because we know that's Kirk's favorite target. And chances are, Kirk's gonna be quarterback next year. He's gonna need his favorite target back. So, um, hopefully, Chris gets well because we're gonna miss him. Where would you guys rank yesterday's offensive performance amongst other performances this season? I would put this maybe if it's not top. One or two, definitely three. I would say this game, the Oakland game, and probably the Rams game were probably the three most impressive offensive performances of the season. This is third. You got it at third? I was going to put it at two. Guys, we couldn't get a yard to end the game. 
I mean, that's that's not the whole. This is I see, not. I see what you're saying, right? but that doesn't. Like, I mean, you got to give him some credit. Ebron no, went went for hundred. They that. had a good game. Great game. Okay. You couldn't get half a yard to end the game. Yeah, that stinks, man. You then got the ball back again. You had three possessions, right? We had three possessions at the end of that game. Mm-hmm. We couldn't get a yard. We had, I don't know what the hell that was in the last drive of the fourth quarter. Well, ask the NFL, ask, ask the NFL office since they're sending out apologies. Yeah, they're sending out apologies, but we, did, we look like a deer in headlights. I mean, we always honestly. do when it comes to the two-minute drill. And Is then, that the first time you've seen the quarterback act like that in that situation? No comment. And then the overtime <laughs> drive. <laughs> like, I don't know. This is third. And you lost. What, do you want an A when you lose? Kidding? No. This is third. You lost. You had a couple opportunities at the end of the game. You can't get half a yard. Nah. I'm, I can't give you a better performance than other teams. So you're going to say that one play is going to make you feel like the offense just, you know, they couldn't get it done throughout that the day? That one play was literally the game. You I mean, knew, I, well. You, we all knew when it, if we didn't get that yard. We are fucked. That they were marching. Yeah. Yeah. You needed half a yard. But I also knew they hadn't stopped us all day, and I had assumed we would have driven the ball back down. I mean, of course, we figured Drew was going to score. I think we all sat there and said, Drew's going to score. He gets the ball. They score. But we went back down the field, and then, like I said, the NFL office sent out a memo today. Yeah, but two that, things fuck, to say. fuck their memos. Yeah, well, I, I don't even know why they sent it out. I, I, wish, they, I wish they didn't, honestly. I got two things to say <laughs> about the play before we move on. And I know much Cliff hates people who bash play calling and I'm not even bashing play calling. So I think that Gruden called a great game yesterday. He really was on point. Hell yeah, he did. But I'm not, I'm just not a fan of going off tackle on third and one. One, you didn't go behind uh, in and Williams. That's one. Two is there's so many moving parts. You got pulling guard. You got Niles Paul kicking out the safety. Listen, it's third and 18 inches. We're going to snap this ball to Kirk everybody's just going to push forward and Kirk's going to lean and we're going to get this first down. That's why I just don't like going off tackle on okay, the first inches. I hear you. One, he's terrible at sneaks. I think that's been evident. He usually fumbles. He's not good at sneaks. No. Two, look, someone missed a block. Right? Yeah. No, I like, hear you. But that's the thing. Uh, I mean, the, the, yes, oh. there are missed blocks on, on quarterback sneaks, but it's literally just, hey, you five, just block anybody who's in front of you and just push them as hard as you can for the next three seconds. There are no moving parts. There's no pulling guard. There's no kickout block. It's just mono no, and mono. I get that. We're going to get, I get these that. But I think it's very clear. We've been watching Kirk for damn near three seasons now. He isn't good at sneaks. That's why we don't call them. Mm-hmm. He's not good at them. I, but let, go ahead, Cliff. No, nah, I'm just saying he's not good at them. I think that's always been – that's been pretty clear. The last couple of years here. I think if Jay Gruden thought that a sneak, if he could trust Kirk on a sneak, he would have done it. But he's not good at sneaks. Every time we see him sneak. Listen, the quarterback before him was one of the worst people at QB sneaks I've ever seen. Yep. Kirk is pretty bad at it, too. Mm-hmm. Here's so the I don't part- think it was like a matter of like sneaking and we automatically get it. I don't, I don't think so. Here's the other part of well, my um, question uh, here. Because I saw this on Twitter today, and I didn't entertain it at first. But the more I thought about it, the more sense it kind of made. Considering the fact that we all kind of assumed, not just us three, I think the rest of the nation probably knew this, that when they didn't get that third and one, that Drew was going to march the field. 
Mm-hmm. How would you have felt if they had went for on fourth and one right there, knowing that you couldn't stop them from scoring anyway? And then you get the ball back and have a chance to, to take the lead back, but going for on fourth and inches from right there. I mean, I wouldn't have been upset about that, but at that point, you would expect your defense to kind of, you know, potentially make a stop. Defense had played well that day, outside of that previous drive where Drew went down and just, I mean, he was just eating. Um, I think that's something that's easy for fans to just say. Yeah, fifty-fifty. I, I mean, I that's think, after the fact. I don't even think it's time. I think people forget that these people have to answer to someone. And what the hell is the coach supposed to say after the game? We've already gone for twice on fourth down, man. I don't like, think <laughs> coaches have to do press conferences. Coaches got bosses. How are you going to explain why how you blew this? Because you went from the fourth down with with their shitty rushing offense. I know you had a good day running the ball. How are you going to explain why you didn't get this fourth down? And these same fans who were like, oh, well, he should have gone for it. We go for it. We give points. Then they said, well, the defense had been slowing him down all game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When it comes to shit like this, fans are useless, yep. in my opinion. They're just looking for somebody to blame. And, Paul, I hear you about that off-tackle play, but keep in mind, we have been running off-tackle and busting their ass all day. Yeah, That's but how mm-hmm. got there's a difference between running off-tackle on second and seven and running off-tackle I mean, with the third inches you. with the game in the balance. But, again, that also comes to back where we're questioning every Listen, coach, every again. play that the coach calls. Again, we had been busting their ass all day off-tackle. I feel you. It's 18 inches, but come on, bro. You got to be able to get a yard. Right. You, fuck the play call. Get a yard. Do y'all care to address them not going behind and checking Williams? I mean, obviously, I'm pissed about that because I was telling you guys all day yesterday, run behind 71-79. Even Cliff pointed out, we got our best five finally on the field up front. I mean, if anything, I would question that, but I'm not, I can't really be too mad about the play. You you couldn't get half a yard. You got to get the fucking yard, man. Period. Half a yard, man. You called it off tackle play behind your top five pick right guard, right? Yeah. That's the same side of the line. Morgan Moses. I know y'all saw uh, Niles Paul snapping on Twitter last night saying that I guess some Redskins fans had been in his mentions and saying, you know, yada, 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 you missed your block, this and that. And I guess his responsibility on that play was to kick out the the backside safety. But to me, and I'm no, you know, line coach. I don't know anything about blocking schemes and this and that. But it seems that you can't let a color cross your face and not block him. Because Niles kind of, because the hole was being formed. Now's passed up the hole and went to the outside safety, which is his responsibility. But then you left Tao free, running free for whoever. You didn't I mean, leave running free. You didn't leave because Rulia is supposed to get. It's supposed to be chip and get the backer. He couldn't get there. Right. That's all that. Like he couldn't get to the backer. That's oh, listen. I think sometimes we act like I said. Like I, I've said this a couple of times before. We act like the other team isn't out there trying to stop you. Mm-hmm. Give the Saints credit; they made a good play. They did. Do you trust our defense to stop a team on, on in that situation? Because no. I'm sure as hell don't. No, they made a good play. Yeah, that's yeah. like what can you say? Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not coming at Niles. I think Niles had a good game. Now, I mean, he was. They used a lead blocker yesterday more than I haven't remember in a long time. They used him a lot, and he was effective most of the day. Hey, I mean, everybody makes plays, man. Like Cliff said, they get paid too, man. Yeah, they made plays. They made a play when it counted, and Terrible. Drew did. Drew did what right. Drew does. Yeah. Drew got red hot, and you lose the game. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Let's talk about the offense now. Let's talk about Kirk Cousins in the day he had uh, twenty-two, a thirty-three, three hundred and something yards and three touchdowns. I think that 
I think anybody would agree that Kirk had a very efficient day. He took a lot of hits yesterday, and he was delivering the ball under heat for most of the day. I predict the, the end of the game, <laughs> that uh, intentional grounding is a mystery. And it seems like we're getting a lot of different explanations to what happened. I think what I have kind of settled on is that everybody was r- doing a run play. Everybody had schemed the run play, and Kirk was the only person that wasn't in on it. And he just was throwing the out. Huh? Is is but, that is that kind of what y'all heard? How would that, the quarterback not be? How would the quarterback look, not be in on it? Look, but if you, if you watch the play over again, the the O line was not in a run blocking. I mean, a pass blocking stance. They were firing up the ball. If you watch the run the right was side, Doxson and and um Crowder weren't right. going out on routes. They're going to block the DBs. So, like I told you guys yesterday, the issue was. Kirk saw that the run was going to get stopped. And Kirk kind of addressed this in his, in his uh, press conference he had with his boys with the uh, Kirk hype this morning. He simply said, Jeez. I saw the run was going to get stopped, so I was about to check to a pass. And Kirk also mentioned that if I throw the ball the way I throw it into the vicinity of the wide receivers, if I'm not under pressure, NFL rule is that's not intentional grounding. So, like I kind of mentioned earlier, how the league sent out their little memo it wasn't intentional grounding. I see what Kirk was trying to do, but now that you look back on it, I kind of wish that he just ran the just ran the play, and we would have been okay. But, but, but I, can't, I, I, I can't. I'm not as mad as Kirk, at Kirk as I was yesterday when I was like, "What the fuck is he doing?" I'm not. I'm just trying to understand. He his comments after the game were that the sideline told him to switch to a pass. Okay, right, which is fine. Did he tell anybody? Because it doesn't seem like no. anyone else knew it was a pass. It was gonna. It was audible except for Kirk. Remember, we noticed that during while we was watching, he he went to the line, but at no point did he look at Crowder and Dotson. So there's no way in hell they knew he was checking to a hot route. There's no way. Yeah, it's it, it honestly is inexcusable. There's no reason to have that kind of mess up, especially when the game's on the line. You you, you got to be more aware than that, but. Outside of that, I would say Kirk had a very good day. This might be – I said this to you guys yesterday. I know you, some people say Green Bay. Some people say the Philly game from 2015 that clinched the playoffs. That might have been the best game I've seen Kirk ever play. Sands with that one play at the end. I, I'm, I, it's hard to argue that. I, I felt like he had a day. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I was ready to come on here and praise him and say, Kirk, you finally did it. Yeah, not You've only been did doing he, what I asked you to do. Not only did he do it, he did it in a very uh, – unfavorable situation like Chris Thompson has just gone down prior I mean say what you want about him being a factor or not he wasn't available to you Jordan Reed wasn't available to you they're putting pressure on you all day and you're in the Superdome you're in their house and he played great so he stood in there he took a lot of hits too. took a lot of that one the one play he made to Ryan Grant where he was clearly a busted coverage but he got rocked in that zone and a lot of times Kirk will throw that ball out of bounds he'll throw it short Mm -hmm. he'll throw it but it was right on the money Okay. Right there. See, see, and see. This is where I have to come in, and, and, and I'm going to sound like a hit. he had a day, Cliff. Oh my, he had, he had, a day. He had an excellent game. I said he had an excellent game. The whole I said it all yesterday. But when we're giving him credit for taking hits, it's nah, like I'm with you. I'm with you. People, I'm with you on that. That is the fucking gig. Absolutely. Yes. Like I can't be out here giving you credit for taking a hit and standing in there when that's literally in your job description. Yes, I'm with you. I'm with right. you on that. It is, it is not those plays it is that I highlight. But there's a lot of times where Kirk's under pressure and he gets just the jitters. He gets the yips and does something yeah, stupid. Uh, so, Check yeah, it out. Well, you don't get credit for not 
getting terrified. <laughs> and he made he made some excellent throws yesterday, like beyond the taking hits, because Drew Brees was taking hits. Yeah, right. Like that's the that's the job, man. Only person I saw yesterday stand back there and not take hits was Tom Brady. No one laid a finger on him. <laughs> the majority of quarterbacks in the league, you're getting hit. Absolutely. Like if you can't stand in there and take a hit, and we're supposed to give you credit when you do, nah. Because I see shitty QBs standing there take hits. Like you don't gotta be. You don't got to be a Hall of Famer to do that. He was earning his check yesterday. He made some excellent throws. He did. He did. He had a very good game. Had a from couple of dimes to, to Vernon Davis that I've, I've never seen Kirk drop those, drop the ball in there. That like dime that. to Vernon Davis on the fourth and sixth in the second quarter was – It was money. Mm, it, it was just everything. That, that, a pass like that, if you did that all the time, then we could talk about giving you $30 million. Because th- – th- No, but I'm, listen to me. Hear me <laughs> out. Hear me out. Those are the type of passes that Kirk misses far too often for my liking. If you play like that all the time, then I would have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. I hear you. Yeah, listen, it's the same thing I said yesterday. You don't know what we're getting. If he played at this level or even near this level consistently where he was making these high-level throws, it would be a different discussion. Yeah, right. You can get is, paid. Right, you can get paid whatever. Because I feel like we're going to be in every game. Exactly. We should win games. The thing is, you don't know what you're going to get on Thursday. Nope. So then that's where – that's all I'm asking for. Can we be consistent? I'm not saying you have to play this every week. I don't think that would be fair to be asking to play this every week. But can you play more on this end where you are making throws of high quality? Agreed. All right. Now I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. So let's go ahead and give him a grade. Um I'll start this one off. I'm going to give him an A minus. I honestly would give him an mm. A. I would give him an A or an A plus if it weren't for the final throw. I think that he did enough for us to win the game. And I'm going to say this because a lot of people have given me heat on Twitter for the past 24 hours. Yes, the last play cost us points in the final possession. But I, that play didn't cost us the game. It cost you the game when you couldn't get six inches on third and one. It cost you the game when you let Drew Brees drive up and down the field. It cost you the game when... People just forgot to guard Kobe Fleener. Or, I don't know, Maneski had a stroke and thought that Ryan Carrick could guard him in space. I don't know. But the loss wasn't on him. That one play, bad play, and it cost you points on the drive, gives us no minus, but an A minus. I, like I said, the best game I've ever seen Kurt play, I'm proud of him. Good for you, man. I can't give him an A. I'm going to give him a B minus. I would have given him I'm gonna give him an A. I would have given him an A if we had got the victory, but... The minus is just for the simple fact that, speaking of that play, I didn't feel like he communicated to Crowder and Dotson what the hell was going on. I could be wrong. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. Either way, I felt like he had a hell of a day. I don't think giving him a B minus is a bad thing because I thought Kirk balled his ass off yesterday. I just – I don't feel like I can give you A because we took the L. It's, that shit's just frustrating. So I'm going to give him a B minus, Kirk. You balled. Hopefully you can come back and do the same thing Thursday. It's kind of like what Cliff says. You can't do this one week, and then the next week you go 17 for 30, 232, and a touchdown and three picks. Like, you can't do that. You got to be consistent with this. And mm-hmm. then, you could get, then you could get that check. But right. I'm going to give him a B minus, man. I thought he had a good day. Oh, yeah, excellent game. Uh, I'll give him a B plus. I mean, I, I would – I mean, Damn, I Cliff, you let me give him the lowest grade, man? Shit. I let <laughs> you give him the lowest grade? You gave him a B minus. Really? B minus is kind of hard, though. I only like I said the minus was just for that play was but outside of that I mean I thought he had a day. Nah B plus I mean and I could go A minus A like straight up I mean, yeah 
He played it. He played very well. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. at the end of the game. Like, you know, that stupid stat they keep giving us about his fourth quarter comebacks, right? Mm-hmm. That, which is like this stupid ass. Mm-hmm. 100%. Where if a field, if we make a field goal at the beginning of the fourth quarter and take Kirk the lead and we keep the lead, he gets, mm-hmm. he gets, he gets one in the column, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like he, you know how some quarterbacks at the end of games, it doesn't seem like anything is bothering them. They seem mm-hmm. very, you know, they always seem to control. Like I, Drew. Yeah, like, well, like Drew. But Drew was different. He was playing from behind. I think it's easy when you play from behind. No doubt. Like Kirk was in a very different circumstance. Mm-hmm. We had blown this two-touchdown lead. Now it's like, okay, you have to go back out there and get us this win. I don't know what the hell happened on that play where that intentional grounding was called. It didn't like he knew what he was doing, though. And that is concerning. But it's always like that when we're in a two-minute and we're in a fucking hurry. Well, Most cases, doesn't usually the quarterback, he has a set of plays and the coach allows him to, you know, go about you. But you're calling these plays, depending on the down and distance, you do what you got to yeah. do. But it seems was, like... Hmm, go ahead, Cliff. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, it seems like with us, I mean, obviously he's looking to the sideline trying to get a play from Gruden, but I don't feel like Kirk should have to look over to the sideline for every fucking play from Gruden. He should give him a set of plays that we need to... No urge. We need to have a sense of urgency. I just think you know it's weird that he said that the sideline told him the audible. So you throwing the sideline under the bus? No, he said this. No, nah, that's what I'm saying. Is he throwing the sideline under the bus? I don't even think it's th- but why are you being told the audible by the sideline in this situation? See, you know, you guys see what I'm saying? I feel you. That's kind of my point. I, I feel you 100. It seems like he should have much more control. I, like maybe that's just mm-hmm. the way this the, the, they've set it up, where he has. But that just seems odd. To hear, mm-hmm. I don't know. B plus. No, I see what excellent you're saying. Excellent game, Play an excellent game, but we lost. Yeah, which is part of like a bigger question regarding our quarterback. So we lose again, four and six. Great, you play a great game, Kirk. He did say he's playing the best football of his career. What he said that on Grant, right? Didn't he say it this morning? He feels he's playing the best football of his career. He said that today on Grand Day. He said he thinks he's playing the best ball of his career. All right, let, yes. me, let me say something real quick. <laughs> Jeez. First off, it's not about, man, <laughs> you could be playing the best football of your career. If your fucking team is not winning games, that's not the best football of your career. That means you did not do enough for us to win. I'm not, putting the, I'm not blaming him for the loss, but don't tell me you're playing the best football of your career and we're two games under 500. Yeah. Nobody on that team is playing the best football of their career right now. I think I it's just I don't want to hear that. I think it's hard. I, I just think it's hard to imagine any team in our situation. Granted, he's played good football yesterday. It's just weird to hear a quarterback say that after you you've lost. Well, we, we've lost what three and oh, we've lost how many games in a row we lost? Like, uh, we lost four, four in the last five, two right? in a row, four or five. He really said that shit? He said that. So, I don't know. In a league where it's seemingly quarterbacks get, it's all about their team's win-loss record in the end. When you are four and six, and last season you went eight, seven, and one, and then you're saying you're playing your best football career, which maybe, is that true? He did, I mean, I can't tell the guy how he should feel about his, his game at the moment. It just seems hard to reconcile the two. Maybe he's feeling a, lo- a lot more comfortable, Cliff, but I would say the best football of his career was the year we won the division when he had his little November that was through the roof. 
This yeah. is not your best football of the career, bro. We're taking I mean, L's. It's not, even a, it's not even a knock on Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins played great yesterday, and I think the past couple weeks he has played fine. I would agree with Corey on the um, the end of 2015 was the best ball he's ever played. Yeah. Sure. I don't think it's a debate, honestly. Well, he doesn't agree with you guys. I think <laughs> he doesn't agree with you. So <laughs> we I hope to that that Grant Danny didn't goad him into saying that, which is entirely possible. You know who also probably thinks he's playing the best football of his career? His fucking agent. Right. So, you know, all Check. this is going to come to – yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. All right, let's move on to the running backs. Um, we spoke on Samaji P. Ryan, and he finally had the breakout game that a lot of wrestling fans wanted to see. And frankly, a lot of wrestling fans didn't think was possible. He w- had over 100 yards, did he it with relative ease. And we've said this on this podcast before several times. The more carries he gets, the more comfortable he looks. And yesterday you saw him. He was not mm-hmm. being impatient. He wasn't in a hurry. He was just reading his blocks and taking what was given. And sometimes mm-hmm. here and there just getting more than – what was just there making plays mm-hmm. breaking some tackles he still Bruiser. goes down too early on first contact for my liking but he played very well yesterday but you know what he does paul as the game goes on he wears on you so mm-hmm. how you kind of said maybe he was going down early but when you got to tackle that big body he's like 225 230 that's a big body to bring down man Ron had a day and yeah Redskins fans need to cut the shit and stop talking about this dude's speed he's not this he's not that look the kid has had trouble fumbling since the season started. We've all been shitting on him. Give the props when props is due, man. P. Ron had a day yesterday. And and I props, was like, he, he made me proud yesterday. Props actually. are definitely due. Uh, you know, and I watched him a lot of Oklahoma because I watched a lot of Big 12 football. And I <laughs> always thought that he wasn't that good of a back, honestly, if I'm being frank. Because one, Oklahoma's offense is designed to just get yards, just – the, the holes he ran through in college were ridiculous. I mean, if you go back and watch that game versus Kansas where he went for 426 yards and broke the NCAA record, you could drive th- trucks through those holes that he was getting. And mm-hmm. the NFL, it's a different beast. You don't get those kind of holes and you don't get those kind of looks. Mm-hmm. So the slow start we saw this season, it was worrisome when he was fumbling left and right, but I wasn't shocked that he wasn't getting a lot of yards and seeing holes. But yesterday, you kind of see the tide start to turn and him started, like now he looks like an NFL running back. Cliff, please speak on that because you've been you've been one of the main ones I've been listening to when it comes to that. Because that offense he came from from Oklahoma, he was not used to reading anything. Like Paul just said, the holes were fucking gaping wide open. Yeah, like I told you about Joe Nixon, man. Remember you, when we yeah, about that's, Nixon? That's, that's like, one of my guys. It's yeah. Like yo, who can't like every back that goes to Oklahoma puts up huge yards. Mm-hmm. Um, look, Pierre had a good game. He had a day, man. Because he got what did he get? Twenty carries. He got like 21, 20, 23 20? carries. Average five yards a pop. Man. It just seems like when he gets more carries, mm-hmm. he's more effective, you know, once he gets to about uh, carries 11 to 20. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If you're going to go out there and give him eight carries, you might not get much out of Piran. Yep. It seems like he needs to get comfortable, you know what I'm saying, work his way into the game. And yesterday, I mean, give credit to the O-line too. Everybody, it, That was the first game since the Rams game where we we had – we looked like a very good rushing offense. So – I guess it was just uncharacteristic to see, but nah, Piran stepped up. And he almost fumbled at one point. But, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, nah, it's, it, I feel like it's one of those things once he gets over this fumbling, these fumbling issues. But he might be okay, man. Back, mm-hmm. It's, it's got to be in his head, and he knows the next fumble. Could not, you know, because the coach is giving you a few chances at this mm-hmm. point, man. Mm-hmm. Right. 
three lost fumbles, fumbles already. In crucial spots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they, they're playing them essentially spots. just out of necessity at this point. But he came through in a big spot. Right. Well, with so, all these, this might be a good thing, man, because he, he's going to get these carries. So this is a good evaluation time for P. Run. Right. <laughs> uh, we're Mike Shanahan now. We're valuing the team. Uh, well, you said we're done. So. I mean, we are done. <laughs> but look, we. I mean, obviously, you don't. That doesn't mean the season's canceled. You still yeah. go. We're not done yet, guys. And, it's not and, over yet. I mean, of course it's not over yet. And if you win Thursday and then you beat the Cowboys and then you're Look not, out! You have a different <laughs> – the outlook's different. Yep. But, and we've know. gone down this road before with this damn team in these <laughs> late months. So I guess that's the reason why people hold up, you know, hold a little bit of hope. But Got to keep the faith, Cliff. Got to keep the faith. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> you, you do that. <laughs> nah, the, I think the backs were good yesterday. Chris Thompson had some good runs before he got injured. Yeah, man. Get yeah, well, I'll, Chris. I'll give them. Uh, I'll give them also a B plus. You know what? I'm I, <laughs> no argument here. I got. I'm. A, I'm gonna go with the B plus, man. Just for the simple fact that P Ryan, man, it was good. It was beautiful to see because I've been waiting on it. I think he could be a decent back for us. I'm not expecting to be no Le'Veon Bell, Lashawn McCoy type, but you don't need that when you got a 25 million dollar franchise quarterback, right? You just need somebody serviceable. So I'm gonna go ahead and um, cheese, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kirk Hyde. But with that it's said, I'm gonna necessary, dog. Look, man, that's the thing. That's I... totally necessary. We're not talking about Kirk no more. You had your moment to bash Kirk. <laughs> I was not bashing Kirk. I was just, I'm just saying, man. But with that said, P Ryan, B plus, man, for the whole group of running backs. Chris Thompson, please get well because we're gonna need you next year. Yeah, man. B plus is all around. I'm, I'm, I agree. B plus, definitely. All right, let's talk about the wide receivers. Uh, I'm gonna bring this up to you guys and um. I know Cliff is going to disagree with me because the offense didn't move the ball all day, so it wasn't really a factor. But why didn't Josh Doxson get a target after halftime? I'm going to leave that to y'all because I don't even want to talk about it. Go ahead, Cliff. I'm, I'm going to let you get that because well, he used up all his targets in the first half. He used, <laughs> used up, up all his targets. targets. <laughs> used up all his targets. Like it's, like it's extra guys in Mario Kart. He used them all up. I don't Jeez. know, man. Listen, we had – how many drives did we have in the game? Second half, we didn't have some crazy number, right? Uh, we scored. I think you had five drives in the second half. Look, second half, we had third, our drive in the third quarter was a 12-play, 94-yard drive. Mm-hmm. We had a six-play, 75-yard drive. These were two touchdown drives. He didn't mm-hmm. get a target. We scored touchdowns. We can't, you know. Not mad at that. It's just weird <laughs> because it seemed like the game plan was to target him. Early and often. And you could see that our offense looked very different when we were targeting. You can see it, people. If you don't see it, I I don't know. And then we Mm. maybe I don't know if it was coverage dictated. That's something we'll probably find out later in the week. (laughs) But it just stopped. It was strange. It was strange that he didn't get target considering that Marshawn Lynch Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lattimore had just gone out. I thought okay, it's gonna be all day, every day, Josh Doxon. He just didn't see the target. Look, man. Let me say something real quick. <laughs> Marshawn Lattimore, apparently he's the highest rated cornerback right now by PFF considerations, right? Yeah. With that said, did he look like he was going to stop Josh Dawson yesterday? Nothing against Lattimore, but the way Dawson came out yesterday, that boy was locked and loaded, focused, jumping out the roof, snatching anything and everything that Kurt was throwing at him outside of the one that I know it was. I know Cliff's going to bring it up. He might have, he probably should have caught that one, but it should have been a PI. Which one? Who should have caught that one? I didn't. I said, how can someone say it's a penalty and then also he should have caught it? 
Okay. The, the two don't make any sense. I'm with it's you like on saying that. a shooter got fouled, but he should have made a shot. It's like, <laughs> right. I didn't catch it because I was getting fouled. <laughs> that's that's kind of why they call it. If you watched the game yesterday and you don't see the talent that this kid has, I don't know what else to say, man. I'm not. I'm. I'm the biggest caper for Dotson. I'm, everybody knows that Dotson Hive is trending on Twitter. With that said, the kid needs the ball, man. He had four for 81, averaged 20 yards a catch, seven targets. I mean, we got to get him the ball. Cliff, you, you, you said it. You get him the ball, the offense opens up. It's going to open up the middle of the field for 86 whenever he gets out of bubble wrap. It opens up the field for Crowder. It just opens up the field for everything. Kirk finally took a chance, allowed the kid to make a play. I mean, we saw a big thing. The offense was moving. One thing – well, oh, sorry. Wait, Paul. No, I mean, cut you off. Go ahead. No, you're fine, man. I'm just, I'm just in the Dotson mode right now. Like, if we, <laughs> if we, if we get him the ball, the offense is going to look so much better. He just needs an opportunity. You're yeah. not going to get better with no opportunities. It's obvious. And one of the things that I, I'm liking what I'm seeing with Dotson now is that in previous weeks you saw him just on a certain type of route, like a nine or a, or a or a you know a deep post or something mm-hmm. like that. Now you're seeing him opening up the passing tree for him. You see him on mm-hmm. on these slip screens. You see him mm-hmm. going across the middle. He had a, a long what like a 15 yard catch on, going across the middle and, and took punishment and still holding the ball. Now you're seeing them incorporating the offense and giving him more chances by giving him a diverse number of routes. So you know he's coming along. I I agree that he has a lot of talent and I think that Kirk is starting to. I'm doing the air quotes right now. Trust him more. But, uh, yeah, he, he's coming along. Throw the ball up. Yeah. Throw, throw it up. Listen, that ball he caught down the side, I think it was like a 30-yard catch. Like, mm-hmm. come on. It's like, guys. Like, come they, on, man. There are not so many guys making these kind of catches, people. It's not. So when, someone goes, when he goes up for something like that and he ends up dropping it, and then people are like, well, he should have caught it. It's like you only think he should have caught it because he made it look possible. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Nobody will yell at Ryan Grant for dropping that pass. Right. So, look, he's – he's. I think our receivers as a group had a good game. I, I, it sucks that Vernon dropped that pass because it felt like that pass would have got us going mm-hmm. on that overtime drive. Yep. Um, but he's also Ryan playing Grant. with – I'm sorry, let me cut you off. But he's I, – I didn't realize this. Yes, he had a good game. That drop was costly, but he also was playing with – I think a, a hand injury, like some sort of hand injury. I think Finley was talking about it yesterday. Because he got game. crushed in the game. He played, he hurt his hand last week. Yeah, he hurt his hand last week. So he's playing yeah. with a with a bad hand. You got to catch the pass, but uh, you know whatever. No, hey, shout- his, his his hand hurts. Right. He couldn't catch the ball. Hey, I- and shout out to Jameson Crowder having a bounce back game. Seven for seventy seven yards. You know, came up big on that last drive. On that last drive where we didn't get the field goal off. He caught like the first three passes on that, and he really drove us down the field all by himself. So it was uh, it was kind of funny because it feel I feel like Kirk was really locked in on Crowder for that drive, bro. Yeah, I don't know if it's because he was wide open or not, but I mean I'm just glad eight got him the ball. Like you need opportunities, man. Like I always say, the receivers can't throw the ball to themselves, bro. They need opportunities. Giselle Bunchin voice. <laughs> Shout out to Giselle. <laughs> yeah, um, I think the receivers played well. I mean, I'll also give them a B plus. I think. Uh, I- I don't have too much negative to say about them. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't want to sound like you, Cliff, but I'm gonna give him the B plus. I just, I, I really wanted to give him an A, but we didn't get the win, so I can't give nobody an A right now. So I'm gonna give him a B plus. I'll give him B plus. That's uh, a pretty fair grade. I think they played great. Uh, oh, don't forget, and don't it, it forget, just, it, Paul. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Shout out to our guy Sprinkle. 
He, hey. caught, he only had one catch, but he caught it. He caught it. His first career catch. Hey, man. Big ups to Sprinkle. Uh, Hopefully he gets many more. Dog. And did the little uh, Sprinkle uh, Salt Bay after the celebration? <laughs> Is I, that I, what I, that I, was? Just, I like wishes. that, though. Just neither I, here I like nor there, but it reminded me of the old Dave Chappelle uh, killing me soft. It was like, Sprinkle some crack on him. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Hey, oh. hey yeah. Ryan Grant, too. He had a, hey. Our receivers looked pretty good yesterday. Enough with the Ryan Grant slander on Twitter. There should be no more of that. What the words of a this man? Knock it off. Knock, Knock it, it off. off. Any thoughts on Terrell Pryor going to IR for the season, or are we just going to just – it's a footnote. At this point. Tough. He's, had a rough, he's had a rough year. Yeah. Um. I believe I warned our fan base to chill out. You know, in August, I was like, guys, we need to calm down. Compared to Megatron yeah. shit. Megatron, always going to have 1,800 yards. Like, stop Look, it. Look, he had a, a slow, uh, the season, he dropped balls early. It seemed like it affected his confidence. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny because I don't know how many people are aware that other receivers drop passes too. And there are <laughs> actually good receivers out there who drop passes. Demarius Thomas. Amari Amari Cooper drops Mm -hmm. passes all the time. Right? Like, would we run those guys out of town? Oh, my God. Like, if we were to trade for someone like Demarius and he dropped in the first couple games and he's dropped a couple passes, would we be like, well, he stinks as well? Knowing our fan base, probably. Well, people also forget that he was a quarterback three years ago. I was looking at his stats today. He only had 20 catches on the year. He has less than 100 catches for his career. Like, he's barely a receiver. Like, he, right. he ain't been playing receiver long, man. Anyone just, with just common sense would know that. Was, just because I mean, he's 6'5 and 220 doesn't mm-hmm. make him a receiver. Thank you. Thank you. He's Thank still you. learning. Thank but, you. I mean, that being said, the experiment didn't work out. I don't know if he'll be back. I, I doubt it. You know, it is what it is. I wouldn't be mad if he was back on a friendly deal, but right now I'd probably say he probably he's probably not back. Yeah, just for what he's done. But I mean, if he is back, hopefully he's practicing on catching that ball. Right, definitely. All right, let's talk about the O line and the day they had. Um, you had Luval go out with the stinger, and and Shecky, you know, moved right into her left guard, and the line held up well. They were able to give Samaje Piran running room. Kirk stayed upright for most of the day. I think he was sacked just the one time. Um. So I have nothing really negative to say about the offensive line outside of not getting the one yard when you need it, which is hey, that's a pretty egregious yeah. thing. But mm-hmm. other than that, I think they played fine. They played fine, but with that said, that one play is just unacceptable. If you're going to be out here calling yourself Hogs 2.0, that shit is unacceptable. You need to man up, beat the man in front of you, and pick up the first down, bro. Period. I know we kind of mentioned earlier, yeah, the other team, they get paid, they make money, they're, they're out there to make plays. But come on, man, they're better than that. Sheriff, you got to be better than that, especially the way that I gas Sheriff up. I think he arguably one, if not the top guard in the game. Like, come on, bro. You got to be better than that. They had a great game up until that point. Well, that and including the sack in overtime where Kirk just got demolished. I thought he was going to get – I thought he was in a coma when he got hit. Well, yeah. Okay, so um, he got sacked twice. Sorry, I forgot about listen. the overtime sack. They played great, man. But those 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 two plays are key, bro. Like, come on. Play, I, listen, I I think I said this during the game. I feel like there are times when Kirk gets blitzed, and I'm not putting this on the O line. That that one, especially the uh, end of the fourth quarter, where he fumbled, that is on the quarterback. He missed the blitz. Yeah, definitely. Right. Like you need to get the ball out of your hand. Yeah. Uh, it was good to have 
our five best line on the field. Yes, man. I liked it. I I, I can't remember who said it. I think it, it might have been halftime. I think Aaron Andrews said that they were going to start blitzing Kirk more. They thought he was too comfortable in the first half, and that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Right? They started blitzing him more. That's why when it's when people are like, well, he stood in the – it's like, yo, are they supposed to just let you <laughs> face four down – four rushers the whole game? Right. Right? He got keep his comfortable first half. They started blitzing. That means you're going to take hits. Mm-hmm. Um, we ran the ball, except for that one play. Mm-hmm. I got to give them a B minus because I uh, – we for whatever reason, when we need to get a yard, we seem to struggle getting it. Like, it sucks so much that I don't. I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. So, all right, I'm gonna maybe, give him a hmm, go ahead, Cliff. I was gonna say maybe we should have thrown the ball. Maybe, remember last week you were complaining that we ran the ball. Remember that. Remember last week people complained that we ran the ball on, in mm-hmm. those short yard situations. Mm-hmm. So Look, I don't know. I don't want to be that guy that questions Gruden with that um, run the ball because I would have ran the ball in the same situation. But let me ask you to this part. I really want to know what you think. On that third and one, you guys don't think it would have been better to give Kirk the option of possibly like, you know how sometimes we line up in shotgun, we do a little read. Read option. Maybe that, you hand it off or maybe you dump me. it off to the tight end quickly on a little quick out. I'm just saying maybe you give him the option of doing that because when you line up with that off tackle, that's your, that's your play and you're either getting it or you're not getting it. You know what I'm saying? I, I wouldn't even have a problem with them going f- for a wide receiver on that third down is doing a read option. I would have no problem with that. Mm, I, th- in those situations, actually what I would have preferred play calling-wise would have been to line up in a run-happy formation and have them over-pursue and then have Kirk bootleg it. I hear you. Because I I, they, they would have pursued hard. Yeah, they, they would Yeah, they were crashing. Very you remember, Cliff, I know you remember because you pointed out one time when they remember we did the read option down. I want to say it was down like on the five yard line, possibly. And you was yeah. like, we're, we're setting up for that bootleg. I really would have, I would have loved that on that call, but, but I, I don't want to question Groove too I much. Like when, you're, when your average fire is a carry with P. Yeah, Ryan, exactly, exactly. I don't see, and P. Ryan had some good runs. The two mm-hmm. previous runs on that drive, P. Ryan had good runs. That mm-hmm. one is like, what are you supposed to do? The linebacker needs you that far back. So. Exactly, yep. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be minus two. I think they had. A good day, uh, probably good enough for us to win. But um, yeah, it's that last, that one play, the third and one, it was just costly, and it. it honestly cost you the game because once you didn't get that, I think it kind of like seemed like the the collapse was possible. If you get that first down, then you nip it in the bud, and it's game over. They're out of timeouts. There's two minutes left. It's game over. You couldn't get 18 inches when you needed it, and it it may have cost your team a chance at winning maybe the playoffs. So. Right. Well, and isn't that the funny thing, though, how this mm. always works in the end? Mm-hmm. You won't usually end up missing the playoffs because of your shortcomings as a team. Yep. And we have been a poor running team in yep. those situations. Yep. So it's only fitting that our season was in the balance because we couldn't get a yard running on third and one, which is something we had not done well all season. Yep. So yeah, no, you're right. The chickens always come home to roost, yeah. and it's just a shame on the your second best running day of the year. You couldn't mm. you couldn't just get a, a yard. Yeah, because because the Orms playing was had been playing excellent. Hell yeah, they won seven in a row. You went to there and you're eight point underdogs. You won one there like that would have been could have been season changing. 
Well, we would have just lost. I'm not. I mean, yeah, like, well, we know. thought it was season changing. <laughs> like you know how this shit is. Absolutely. But, um, no, nah, you couldn't get a yard, so you lose. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's start with the defense, and um, we might have to qualify this like a uh, early game defense, and then the last two minutes in this uh, second half and overtime defense, because I think the defense in the first three quarters were was pretty pretty decent. I think they did a good job of containing Drew. I know that Mark Ingram had, you know, ripping off runs left and right. He averaged 12 yards a pop yesterday. But when you're up 15, you kind of forced them to be a pass-only team. The running game wasn't really a factor anymore. And the defense was doing a good job against Drew. You know, they only had 16 points up to the last you know, five minutes of the game. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. They uh, it's hard. It's hard to grade them on this one. I, I, I don't know what to grade them. Honestly, because I don't know what the hell happened between after we scored that final touchdown to make it 31-16, whatever the hell it was, to the point where the defense, we came out, we ran the prevent defense. Obviously, nobody likes prevent defense. But it's not even the fact that we ran prevent defense. We had no fucking pass rush. At all. At no point were we in Drew's face. If you're going to rush Drew with four people, somebody's got to get there. It, and now I'm sitting here, I'm kind of I'm kind of reliving it because it's just like it's kind of sickening because for 54 minutes we contained Drew. We were in his face, we were hitting him. I mean Ingram and, and Kamara they were getting their yards, but Michael Thomas was shut down. Ted Ginn Jr. was non-factor. Then all of a sudden we get to the final six minutes, and all of a sudden, like I told y'all on the pod last week, that was kind of crazy. Can Kobe Fleener beat us? But Kobe Fleener got off on us on the final six minutes. Like, come on. Yeah, I, we. I, I don't know what happened. I, I honestly don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I mean, we've seen all the stats about us in the last two minutes of the second quarter and fourth quarter, and I think it's clear that the issue. Is, like, it sucks not having Jonathan Allen for one. Yeah, man. Right. It's clear that he is very vital to our pass rush. Our other, our two best pass rushers consistently down to down seem to be Ionitis and Allen. Ionitis playing with a club on his hand. Has anybody seen ninety one? Now he went two sacks yesterday. I saw the, the funny thing is he played well early. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm saying. But you always said, go ahead. I'm, I'm not going to cut you off. In like ahead. second quarter, fourth quarter, when it's like we, it's time to get a pass rush. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're only rushing four. That's mm-hmm. when you find out who the best pass rushers in the league are, man. Mm-hmm. Straight yep. up. And when you look at the, the, high, the best guys, they always seem to make an mm-hmm. impact in those situations, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're not going to see somebody drop back 14 straight times in the last six minutes of the game and Von Miller doesn't even get close. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. You, if you're going to rush for and play prevent, the funny thing is that first touchdown that they scored at the end, it took them a while to get there. Mm-hmm. So we were like, oh, this is cool because it took them three minutes. Mm-hmm. The other drive... Like a oh, hot knife through butter. Shit was just terrible, man. Yeah. Was it four plays, 84 yards? Yep. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. The fuller play. Yeah. It's a penalty. It's definitely it's a, a penalty, team. and you have to call it. Because if, if it were the other way around and we were the team that got picked off, I would have been pissed. Ticky-tack. It, it's just, it was ticky-tack. It, it's just unfortunate. It was, it was just one play in a series of just, yeah. just disastrous plays. Yeah, the avalanche cut. Because, you know, that intentional grounding, the fans called that. 
The fans call that intentional. Oh yeah, you, you can hear it in the stadium. And the and the Saints the Saints players. This is why mm-hmm. I am anti players lobbying for penalties with refs, right? I don't like it in any sport. I see it all the time in soccer, whether it's basketball, football. I don't like coaches and players being able to run up to a ref and tell them to call a penalty. And then the flag or comes call out. Call a flag, right. That's literally what happened on intentional grounding. Mm-hmm. The hands in the face, that's that's a penalty. I'm sorry, but, I'm, And we were lucky they didn't call face mask, frankly. It was a penalty. I don't want to take it, but the hell of a pick by Fuller. That was a hell of a snatch. Yeah. Don't take don't take I mean, obviously it didn't count, but goddamn, bro. Hell of a play. But I mean, penalty. Yeah. Fuck this. I mean, he he played fine yesterday. He was actually one of the players on defense. I, I think had a really good day. Right? I mean, I feel like the whole unit played well until we got to the 54th minute. Yeah. I saw a lot of <laughs> uh, Manuffy slander on Twitter today. What do you what do you guys think about that? They're Cause... dumb. Right? They're dumb. I'm I don't care. I just, yo, the coaches don't make plays, man. That's they exactly make, my point. Shit, shit fucking blows like, me. Like, do you think Greg Minuski sits around at nights and schemes up plays that are designed to not work? Like, you got to call plays. You're a coach, but the players got to make them. But for the, twi- the for the Twitter slander, Paul, were they speaking on how Minuski called a great game for the first 54 minutes, or were they just speaking on the prevent defense? When with the players were just giving up yards left and right. Well, he's not on the field. He's I'm, coaching. If I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, I heard it on the junkies. I actually cut on 1067. I actually cut on 1067 for the first time of course you did. In, in a while. And they were calling him Manubski. And I was like, and they're fucking I hopped on dumb. Twitter. I don't and I was like, man, these bums at Walm Radio Jeez. are calling for. <laughs> they, they said they missed Joe Barry. I was like, y'all really missed Joe Barry? Like, y'all remember see, last year when Chris Bay was cussing him out on the sidelines? Bruh. I'm glad that? you just said that. I will make sure I don't turn on 106 again. You, you miss know, Joe Barry. Like, you know what's funny out. is get out of here. Manoski tried some different things in the second drive at the end, including a zone blitz, which is the play where Kerrigan was mm-hmm. out of ended up in coverage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. It's just Drew was in the zone. He was Damn a right at that point. He's a raging inferno. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's like when a shooter. You see, like a, t- a great NBA player is just having he gets to get on fire. There's Steph Curry. nothing you can mm-hmm. do. Nothing. You're at their mercy. Mm-hmm. He he tried to throw some blitzes in. Mm-hmm. Drew was just eating them up. Mm-hmm. And that's see, and this is the world we're in because when when there's a difference between playing against Drew and like literally 98 percent of the other quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I, I think there's only a couple quarterbacks in a scenario that could have ripped Run us up. apart like that. Yeah, I agree. So, but this happened to be that, that day. It's Drew, <laughs> man. facing Drew. It's and Drew, Drew got man. in the zone. Yep. And Maneski tried some different things second drive. It just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Drew so got locked in, man. To, it is what it is. To, to answer your question, Corey, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I hopped on Twitter and kind of called them out on it. And, of mm-hmm. course, the uh, Warm Radio Capes came out. And we're in my mentions, we're being reckless. I'm like, listen, man, if y'all want to blame Minuski for this loss, I don't really know what game you're watching. I, I saw he, I thought he really called a hell of a game for 55 minutes. At the end of the day, those last two drives where the Saints scored, I mean, like we said, the players got to play. They got he's not, he, he called the right plays. People were just not good enough. I'm like, Kerrigan's not fast enough to be out on the flat guarding Cole Cleaner. I know Cleaner's a bum, 
but Kerrigan shouldn't be in that position. But you I know mean, what? Minuski was probably thinking maybe my pass rush will get to them. Well, no, I'm not, like no, you said, that, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm not even putting it on Minuski. I'm saying no, I feel he was, you. He was I feel throwing you. different things out there, trying to slow down a yeah. a raging mm-hmm. bull. Like he, he threw a zone blitz out there. Mm-hmm. He thought it with the it just it kills Breeze, me Breeze gets a Breeze gets out gets away because he has incredible footwork in the pocket. He gets out of the pocket, makes it throw. Like what are you supposed to do? It kills me with this fan base, man. I don't complain it, about it really pre-vent. Blows I don't complain about prevent defense because it's if you when you do the opposite, right? The only people I ever, the only team I ever seen that will just keep blitzing in, blitzing in, blitzing is those peak Arizona teams with Bruce Arians. They just go all out where they would just keep in that scenario. Mm-hmm. They would blitz. Yep, blitz. But there were games where the blitzing and blitzing led to them losing two. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, tip your cap, tip of the cap to Drew Brees. This is yep. why you got a gold jacket. You yep. Fire. You made some great throws. Mm-hmm. We we had a hard time. There were times where we it looked like we were gonna get pressure on him. He got the ball out. What are you gonna do, man? It's I, Drew. I, I Drew know. being Drew, man. Drew being Drew, man. Anybody complaining about Minuski? Like, I'm tired. Redskins Nation needs to stop this shit. We do this every time we lose. We start blaming coaches and shit. I think we actually got a damn good coaching staff. You need to knock it off. I do too. Knock it, knock it off. Because before the season started, you said the defense was gonna is is what was gonna hold the team back. When the season started, the defense is what was keeping the team in anything and everything. Because the offense was doing nothing. I don't want to hear nothing about no Minusky slander. Like, knock it off. Knock it off. Yeah, I'm not a coach. Seriously. Player, man. Get the fuck out of here with that. If you can't, if you, if if a quarterback drops back twelve times on, and man. you don't lay a thing and, and you can't get rushes for four, what is the coach supposed to do? We just went, really? man. We went from one of the worst defenses in the league last year with Joe Barry. We did the most vanilla defense of life, and now we want to claim, complain about a guy who's actually got the defense being physical and aggressive. We played Drew, man. Shit happens. They made yeah. plays. He got on fire. Come on, man. Just having to be. Get out of here with you that. Know. Complaining about Minuski, complaining about Gruden. Knock it off. Sorry, Paul. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. God, I mean, y- y- y'all said it all, man. That's, that's that's how I feel about it. I think Minuski is a hell of a defensive coordinator. I think this, he has this defense kind of turned around in a way where they're you damn right playing with does. some fire and playing with some emotion and playing with some passion out there. I mean, last year you had players cussing out the decoy on the sideline. You don't see that now. Like, he's a good yeah, I don't, I don't think they'll be out there stopping the Minuski. He looks right. Like, yeah, <laughs> and you got this Tom Sula. You and got damn for not Gray. saying that. Some Sula. good coaches. Yeah, like, like, come I, on, bro. Like, I don't know. I think that Jay Gruden has put together a, a nice little coaching. Staff. He has. Tell him, boy. He has. I just don't see how you can put that on coaches yesterday. Nah, that's but that's what fans do, man. Yo, the NFL has a different set of fans than any other sport because the fan. This is this is the one sport where I will constantly hear fans talk. Like they know more than the coaches. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. It, it's I think it's just you want to blame somebody. If the players come up short, I got put on the players. The coaches don't take big tackles, man. The coaches don't rush the passer. No, not at all. I saw so much Gruden slander today. I closed Twitter at one point, man. Like, and the it's, thing, it's really sickening. And it's the really, thing about really it is, sickening. I think that you could tell, like in previous regimes. Like you could tell when your coach is just clearly being out coached. Absolutely, Jay Gruden wasn't being out coached yesterday. No, by not any at stretch. all. Not I think, at all. I think if no, anything, no. he probably 
outcoached um, Sean Payton for most. We of the were outcoached from the yeah. If you were gonna look, if if it was gonna come to like who had a better game plan, it was pretty clear mm-hmm. we came out there with a better on both sides of the ball. But look, one team has a Hall of Fame quarterback. Mm-hmm. They made more plays, man. And in the end, he. He shredded us like that. <laughs> his life. That, Drew was being Drew. The Falcons, the Falcons know this pain as well. Mm-hmm. The Hall of Famer gets on fire. Curtains. That's why we needed that first down on that short. Because you knew if he got the ball back, it was going to They were marching right down the field. So, yep. Yeah. Corey, I'm going to bring this up because Cliff had mentioned this the other day and we might as well talk about it on the podcast. So it's looking like the wrestlings are going to miss the playoffs this year. Do you think that if he misses the playoffs again, which would make three years in a row, that his job would be in jeopardy? Um, you're saying going towards next year? I'm talking about going into 2019. Like, if he doesn't make the playoffs again next year in 2018, do you think he gets fired? I can see a situation where he could get on the hot seat, but that all depends on how the season goes. But as far as I'm concerned, there's no reason for Gruden to be on the hot seat right now. Yeah, sure. But, guys, you when, don't miss the playoffs three years in a row. No, Cliff, Cliff, I so, feel you 100%. I'm just saying what I feel like what he's doing as far as, like, the plan that he has for this team and where we're going, I don't I don't really have any complaints about it. I feel you. I'm, just, I'm not saying he should or shouldn't. I'm just saying in the NFL, if you miss the playoffs three years in a row, I mean, you yeah. generally lose your job. Absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. Unless you have. Unless you're Marvin Lewis. But he hasn't missed the playoffs three years. Sorry, no, I'm just saying. Right. Just that the, that's, that's the crazy thing, right? Yeah. He hasn't missed the playoffs three years. Yeah. What's about to happen is he might miss it two years in a row. Yeah. He, we would have, unless you have uh, a ring or some track record of success before, then you usually get fired. I, I, I'll be honest with y'all, man. I hope that that's not the case. But that's all going to be based on how the season unfolds next year. But I like what Gruden's doing, man. Like I always tell y'all, in his offense, there's always someone open. The, the players play for him. He like you, Paul. You just mentioned it a couple minutes ago. The coaching staff he's built. Like what we're doing, we actually seem like we have a plan now, man. It's been years and we didn't know what the hell was going on. Like what we're doing. <laughs> Please, yeah. And, and I'm not one of the people don't that, let it, that just makes, don't let it get to that. I'm not one of the people that, that makes a big deal out of winning back to uh, back to back winning seasons and. You have a chance to even go for three this year. I mean, the season's not over. You have six games left. But that being said, where we came from, now you're yeah. actually winning eight, nine games a year. Like, something's happening here. You can't, like, it, it would be foolish at this point to change course, I feel like. And I, I'm going I'm to say what Cliff usually say. We not, I'm not going to accept mediocrity around here because that's not what we're about. But where we came from, come right. on, man. Do you remember we're three going and 13? In the right direction. That was like Everybody three years ago. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But guys – Yo, I know, I know where you're going. I know what you're saying. At some point, there has I know to be expectations. Absolutely. Set for a season. Absolutely. Right. It can't just keep being well. We won eight games. No, I feel you. We won eight games. At some point, it has to be you. We need to be contending. Yeah, absolutely. Period. No doubt. We need to have a good. Se- I don't know. That's just me. I think. I think. I, th- I think it seems like to me a lot of people around here are okay with having Mediocre. a team where the quarterback puts up all these great numbers and our team wins eight games and then we come up with excuses to why we win eight games. Mm-hmm. I think that seems to be how where our fan base is at right now from what I see. So, how long was the extension at Gruden's son? 
Let's see. He got it at the end of last year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two-year extension. So he's going so to sign through 2020. Yes. But he had, he had already had a five-year deal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's ex- he signed through 2020. Yeah, man. Ride that shit out, bro. We done been through Zorn and all types of shit. Come on, man. Yeah, so r- really, it's 20, 2019 will be the year yeah. where it's like, but, yo, you can't miss the We're about to miss the playoffs two years in a row. No, you're right. I'm with you. That's not acceptable. I got a hot take for you all. We won't miss three in a row. I'm going to leave that there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a hot take. <laughs> I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that there. Let's review right. this sorry ass defense. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I don't even need to really go position by position because I think that we both all agree that all units played well until the last four minutes. So let's just give them a grade as a defense. Can I give him an incomplete? What? They Can't played do the it. whole game incomplete. <laughs> Bruh, it's just because for the first 54 minutes, that was the defense that I've been wanting. They played so well. And then we just, I mean. Game, game is 60, bro. 60-minute game. Well, They I flunked mean, the final. That's all they, like, you flunked the final, and now you flunked the cap class. You flunked the final. You gave up 535 total yards. 75% of that came in the final two drives. So uh I'm gonna give him a D minus, man. That might be a little harsh, but I harsh. I don't know I don't know what happened in the final six minutes. I mean I mean I, I gotta be honest, Paul. Like we said, yes, we played Drew Brees, but after that first fifty four minutes and then you allow that to happen in the final six, that first fifty more fifty fifty four minutes is a wash. So for me and you <laughs> let me say one more thing. Mark Ingram. Um twelve yards a clip. It's crazy. Eleven carries for how much again? It was like one. 11, I think it was eleven for one thirty-four. Eleven for one thirty-four. Eleven carries for one thirty-four. So he averaged twelve point two yards a carry. That's some. That's that's that like he was at Bama. That, that's pathetic. That's like he was playing Kentucky or Vanderbilt. Yeah. <laughs> D, D minus. Um, I'm gonna have to give that. Yeah, I guess a D. I I kind of want to say F because you cut. I don't know. I, I wanted to Listen, do it, but I, I, I mean, will give I will give Jesus. them overall a C minus. Mm. Damn, because you let me you let me get the lower grades dude. because they played well in that until they didn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I kind of feel like this had more to do with the quarterback we were playing against than it did. You know, I think if Jameis Winston is out there, we don't blow a 15 point lead. You know oh, what well, I mean? Obviously. <laughs> I think we we faced one, the one of the play, quarterbacks on the very short list of quarterbacks who are playing at a level right now to where they can actually make this happen. Level to this shit, and it happened to be because I don't think even Ben Roethlisberger is not playing at a level that makes me think he could have done that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think it's healthy in terms of current currently healthy quarterbacks. There's probably only two QBs in the league in that scenario. You might, it's you're never safe. So, happen to be we're facing one of them. Oh, fuck. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a C minus two. Sorry, Corey. I, I know that we're kind of no, that's all good, man. I'm killing with the grades right now, but um, still a little heartbroken. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I wanted to mention is the fact that you didn't notice for the first three and a half quarters that Zach Brown was kind of a liability against Alvin Kamara and whoever in the middle of the field because he's not really a great coverage cornerback. You remember that, like, when it actually mattered. And you forgot the fact that 
Nicholson was out again and D Hall had to play and he wasn't playing well. And then towards the end of the game, you know, it, it just, you ran out of gas. So I can't just crush him and kill him and say that they played bad an entire game. Cause they really, they didn't, they played really reasonably well for the first three and a half quarters. They played That's great like, football for 54 yeah. minutes. But you, like Cliff said, you, fl- you flunked the final. That's, you know, so C minus you pass, but just barely. Let's not forget Zach got a bad Achilles, man. I'm, I I don't want to kill him too much. That's his first game where he I don't I think he had less than he wasn't in double digit mm, tackles. But he, here's the thing: there's a reason why Tennessee and Buffalo didn't bring Zach Brown back. I think Zach Brown's a good linebacker. He's not good against the pass, but we knew that coming into the season. We thought that yeah. we're, we're just grateful to have him because he's a good linebacker, and we were very bare, like bare bones there. You know what I'm saying? We had nothing in the cover. Oh, no, I'm with so, you. I'm with you. He's a good player, and yes, we should bring him back. Hundred percent. He's not a coverage linebacker, especially not guys like Alvin Kamara in space. Like he's not great at that. So but that that's a, that's something for the offseason to deal with. I mean, Alvin Kamara looks like he's going to be a special player, though. So I'm I can, I mean I hear what you're saying. Like, we can't slander Zach too much with the coverage because what he lacks in coverage, he does everything else on the field. So. Right. That's the thing. And uh, I love you, D Hall, man. I love you so much. You've been one of my favorite wrestlers. We got you in, in 2008. Me too, man. Yep. Eh, it, it's that time, bro. I, yeah. it, I love you, man. But it, it's just, and I think he knows it too. He's got to know at mm-hmm. this point because he wasn't mm-hmm. playing this poorly before he got hurt last year. Mm-hmm. He'd taken some steps back, and you knew that he was banged up, and you knew that he was getting old. But he wasn't a liability. Like he's a total liability out there now. I hate saying it about him because, like I said, he's one favorite wrestling since two thousand eight. Yep. But it, it's time. Father time is undefeated, man. Yeah, man. I know Cliff is Cliff is already. Um, I'm not even gonna say Cliff is gonna slander D Hall. I won't do it. I'm gonna slander D Hall. I mean, guys, torn his Achilles 64 times. Yeah, man. <laughs> so damn, 64. Know, I'm like, I'm surprised that he's made it, like him making it to making it back on the field. Right, it's, right. It's pretty incredible. I'm yeah. slander D Hall, man. Who knew he would have been here this long? Hell of a run, D Hall. I'm gonna tell you place. that. Absolutely. Had some great games for us. Absolutely. Picked off. Uh, Cliff's bum-ass man Cutler four times. I feel like we're doing D-Hall's funeral for the rest no, of the No, we're not going to do an obituary on D-Hall. <laughs> um, That's for the office. Because okay. the thing is we're going to need him because uh, yeah, Nicholson man. got a concussion, so I'm sure he's going to – he might be, he's probably not going to play Thursday. So. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Thank uh, you, Cravens. Never mind. And on that note, <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you for being with us. That's all I have for you guys tonight. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 50GutBlog and on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash 50Gut. And remember, the podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, and Google Play. Tell a friend to tell a friend, like, review, leave five stars because the podcast is out there. Guys, thanks for being with me tonight. Appreciate it. Holla.